ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so now after finishing the previous chapter which was regarding riya the chapter of showing off and how that act of showing off where a person does not do it sincerely for the sake of allah the impact it has and the nullification of the deed which can occur so that chapter was mentioned previously and the different types of showing off etc were mentioned now we move on to the next chapter babun min ash-shirki iradatul insan bi amalihi dunya <clears throat> the chapter that from shirk is a person intending through his actions some worldly gain his purpose of his actions what he is doing his worship his obedience it may be is actually some worldly profit behind that some worldly gain behind that وقول الله تعالى من كان يريد الحياة الدنيا وزينتها نوفي إليهم أعمالهم فيها that whomsoever wants this worldly life and its pleasures or beauties نوفي إليهم أعمالهم فيها then we will apportion their actions for them in it translation Whoever desires the, the life of this world and its adornments, we will we fully repay them for their deeds therein, and they therein. Will so, whomsoever desires this world and its adornments, then we will repay for them their deeds in it, or the recompense for them in it. So, this chapter from shirk, i.e., a minor type of shirk. This is from the minor forms of shirk, ash-shirk al-asghar, iradatul insan bi'amalihi dunya that a person intends by his actions some worldly benefits or gains. Sheikh al-Fawzan says, an ya'mal al-amal alladhi shuri'a lil-akhira wa huwa la yuridu bihi illa tam'a dunya A person does some action, some worship, some obedience which is legislated, an action of obedience, legislated, but he does it for the sake of some worldly benefit he's after. كَأَنْ يُجَاهِدْ مِنْ أَجْلِ الْمَغْرَمْ For example, somebody performs jihad for the sake of the war booty alone. أَوْ يَتَعَلَّمْ مِنْ أَجْلِ الرِّئَاسَ وَالْوَظِيفَةِ Or a person gains knowledge and learns for the sake of some position or job or employment that he's going to get. Learned religious knowledge for the sake of some position and payroll that he's going to get. أو يحج أو يعتمر من أجل أخذ المال Or a person performs umrah or hajj for the sake of the money that he'll get for it. Sometimes a person may pay for another person to go and perform hajj on their behalf. 
So this individual may go and do that for the sake of the money. Take that money, spend as little as possible in doing the hajj and keep the rest as profit. So his intention is that money and the profit he'll make. So these are all examples of doing worship and obedience. And the person really behind that worship wants some other benefit out of it, some worldly benefit. وَالْفَرْقْ بَيْنَ هَذَا الْبَابِ وَالَّذِي قَبْلَهُ And the difference between this chapter and the chapter that came before it, the difference between them is, أَنَّ الْبَابَ الَّذِي قَبْلَهُ فِي الرِّيَاءِ وَهَذَا فِي إِرَادَةِ الْإِنسَانِ بِعَمَلِهِ الدُّنْيَا وَهُمَا يَجْتَمِعَانِ فِي الْعَمَلِ لِغَيْرِ وَجْهِ اللَّهِ Doing something... Showing off, as we discussed in the previous chapter, and doing something for the sake of a worldly benefit, not for the sake of the worship itself. Both of them are the same in terms of the fact that both of them are being done not sincerely for Allah. When a person is showing off, he is engaged in a riyah, then his action is not being done sincerely. It is being done for the sake of the people to praise him. And when a person is doing an action to get some worldly benefit, again, he's not doing it therefore sincerely. He's doing it for the sake of this worldly benefit. So both types, whether it is showing off, or whether it is a person doing it for the worldly benefits and gains, they are same and similar in terms of the fact that both of these actions are being done without sincerity. <coughs> and both of these types of actions are concealed forms of shirk. Showing off, as we said, is a concealed form of shirk. Because when a person is there in front of you praying, you don't know what his intention is whether he is praying sincerely to Allah or whether he's doing it, just looking at the people, wanting them to see him and praise him. You don't know that. So if he is showing off, it is concealed. Similarly, this type of action. If a person is seeking knowledge, seeking knowledge, you don't know whether he's doing that sincerely or whether he's doing it because there's a job opportunity for an imam somewhere and all he cares about is the salary and the wage. And that's why he's seeking knowledge. Or there's some other job or employment or position they're going to give him. So he's seeking knowledge just for that. You don't know. So it's concealed. These types of affairs are concealed. So it is known as the concealed form of shirk. لِأَنَّ الْإِرَادَةَ وَالْقَصْدَ مِنْ أَعْمَالِ الْقُلُوبَ Because those intentions are in the hearts of a person. They are from the actions of the heart. فَهُمَا يَجْتَمِعَانِ فِي هَذَا So both of these actions are similar in that sense. The one showing off and the one doing something for some worldly gain only. They are both similar in terms of the fact that it is a concealed form of shirk in their intention. لَكِنْ يَفْتَرِقَانِ فِي أَنَّ الرِّيَاءِ يُرَادُ بِهِ الْجَاهِ وَالشُّهْرَةِ but they are different in terms of the fact that when a person shows off, what is his intention behind that? 
His intention is that he wants to raise his status. He wants people to say, MashaAllah, look how this man prays. Look how much knowledge he's got. Look how beautifully he recites the Qur'an. He wants his rank and station to be raised. Wants people to view him highly. Wants to be famous and popular. That's the kinds of intentions a person has behind showing off. وَأَمَّا طَلَبُ الدُّنْيَا فَيُرَادُ بِهِ الطَّمَعْ وَالْعَرَضِ الْعَاجِلِ As for this type of action, a person who does his worship with some worldly benefit in mind, then his intent is to get that worldly benefit. So he learns the knowledge for example and seeks knowledge because there's a particular position he can get in some particular place or company because of that knowledge he seeks. So it's just the salary and the wage that he's after. So this type of person is after that worldly benefit directly. قَالُوا وَالَّذِي يَعْمَلُ مِنْ أَجْلِ الطَّمْعِ وَالْعَرْضِ الْعَاجِلِ أَعْقَلْ مِنَ الَّذِي يَعْمَلُ لِلْرِّيَاءِ لِأَنَّ الَّذِي يَعْمَلُ لِلْرِّيَاءِ لَا يَحْسُنُ لَهُ شَيْءٍ وَأَمَّا الَّذِي يَعْمَلُ مِنْ أَجْلِ الدُّنْيَا فَقَدْ يَحْسُنُ لَهُ الطَّمْعِ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَمَنْفَعَ فِي الدُّنْيَا لَكِنْ كِلَاهُمَا خَاسِرٌ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ It is said, the scholars they mention, that a person who shows off compared to a person who does his actions for worldly gains, then the person who does his actions for worldly gains, in a sense, is cleverer than the one who's showing off. Because at least this one who's doing it for some worldly gains might end up with some worldly gains. The one who's showing off, what does he end up with? Nothing really. A few people praise him, next day it's finished again. He doesn't earn anything. But the reality is, that's just something the scholars mention. In reality, both are deficient in their minds. Because both are losers with Allah. Both of them are losers with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So neither in reality has any intellect. Doing his worship for other than Allah without sincerity, then his worship is not accepted. So then this ayah is mentioned in this chapter. وَقَوْلُ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا Whomsoever wants this worldly life, whoever wants this worldly life, i.e. he does worship and obedience, but for the sake of this worldly life, gains in this worldly life, مَنْ كَانَ يَقْصُدُ بِعَمَلِ الْآخِرَةِ عَرَضَ الدُّنْيَا وَزِينَتَهَا And the adornments of this world, the adornments, the beauties that you see of this world, زِينَةُ الدُّنْيَا وَهِيَ الْمَالُ وَالْوَلَدِ Wealth and children and various beautifications and adornments of this world. Whomsoever wants those types of affairs, نُوَفِّ إِلَيْهِمْ أَعْمَالَهُمْ فِيهَا Then Allah says, we will give to them in this world what they desired. If Allah wants, then He will give them that worldly gain that they wanted. Why? Because that is a further test that they are then thrown into. They intended some worldly gain and they got it. 
So now this becomes even more of a trial upon them, even more of a test upon them, and they fall deeper and deeper into this affair. إِسْتِدْرَاجًا لَهُ وَمَعَامَلَةً لَهُ بِمَا قَصَدْ كَمَا فِي قَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى عَجَّلْنَا لَهُ فِيهَا مَا نَشَاءُ لِمَنْ نُرِيدُ وَهُمْ فِيهَا لَا يُبْخَصُونَ أي لا ينقصون أولئك الذين ليس لهم في الآخرة إلا النار Then Allah mentions those are the ones who will have in the hereafter nothing other than the fire and that is the end result. Bayan li'aqibatihim. Haythu dhakara annahum yu'atuna fi dunya ma aradu wa ma talabu. So in this world, they may well be given those worldly gains that they were after. They were doing their worship and their obedience, not sincerely, but instead for some worldly benefits and gains and wealth and whatever. And maybe they'll be given that. Maybe Allah will decree that they are given those worldly gains that they were after. But then in the hereafter, there will be nothing for them. In the hereafter, there will be punishment and hellfire. وَأَمَّا فِي الْآخِرَةِ فَإِنَّهُمْ يُحْرَمُونَ مِنَ الثَّوَابِ In the hereafter, they will be deprived of any reward. They will be deprived of any reward in the hereafter. لِأَنَّهُمْ لَمْ يُرِيدُوا الْآخِرَةِ Because they... When they were doing their worship and their obedience, were not doing it for the sake of the hereafter. They were doing it for the worldly benefits, for the money, whatever it was. So in the hereafter, they'll be given nothing from reward. Because they themselves never intended the hereafter. Their intention was the world itself. And the hereafter is only for those who intend it. I.e. they do their worship and obedience sincerely to Allah because they know of the end results in the hereafter. They know of the punishment of Allah for the one who disobeys and they know of the reward of Allah for the one who obeys. So their actions and their obedience and their worship is done sincerely for the sake of Allah, for that hereafter and for paradise. So for those is the reward. As for the ones who do not even intend that in the first place, they do their worship and their obedience for worldly benefits and wealth and station and position. Then for them is all that worldly benefit only. Maybe Allah will give them that, but in the hereafter there will be nothing for them. Allah mentioned in the Quran, "Waman arad al-akhirata wa sa'alaha sa'yha wa huwa mu'min, fa'ulaika kana sa'yhum mashkura." Whomsoever desires the hereafter and he strives, the striving required for that hereafter, and he is a believer, a mu'min, then their striving is something of gratefulness for them. It is something of goodness, that striving for the hereafter that they make. وَحَبِطَ مَا صَنَعُوا فِيهَا As for the ones who only do their worship for worldly benefits, then in the hereafter, it will be ruined and destroyed. حَبِطَ ma sanau fiha. It will fall and be ruined and be finished what they performed. وَبَاطِلٌ ma kanu يَعْمَلُونَ And it will be nullified, the actions, the worship that they used to do. Because they never intended the hereafter with that worship. Their intention was the worldly benefits only. 
So those actions will be nullified and they will be destroyed and finished. And they will be of no uh, worth in the hereafter. Then the hadith in Al-Bukhari of Abu Hurairah, رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم تعس عبد الدينار تعس عبد الدرهم تعس عبد الخميصة تعس عبد الخميلة إن أعطي رضي وإن لم يعطى سخط تعس وانتكس وإذا شيك فلن تقشح In this hadith Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu mentions that the Prophet sallallahu said, Ta'isa abdu dinar, ta'isa abdu dirham, that the one going after the dinar and the dirham, the wealth and the money, is destroyed. Ta'isa yani halaka, he is destroyed, the one who goes after that wealth. Ta'isa yani halaka, قال تعالى والذين كفروا فتعس لهم يعني هلاكا لهم فتعس الهلاك عبد الدينار وتعس عبد الدرهم الدينار النقد المضروب من الذهب والدرهم النقد المضروب من الفضة The gold and the silver destroyed are those who search after and their intention is only the wealth and the money they're after the gold and they're after the silver only. And also the ones who go after al-khamisa, a certain type of clothing. Certain type of clothing, it's mentioned that it would be dark or black in color with red stripes. And al-khamila, al-khamila, al-qatifa, summiyat khamila li'annaha that khumul, yani that ahdab. سماهم عبيدا لهذه أو عبيدا لهذه الأشياء لأنهم يعملون لها فصاروا عبيدا لها أما الذي يعمل من أجل وجه الله فهو عبد لله الخميصة what did they mention for the translation الخميلة after it velvet so in English they mention that as velvet these are all types of luxurious things. So here, these people are all mentioned as slaves to these things. Slaves of gold, slaves of silver, slaves of these garments and velvet. Because they are all striving in this world for these luxuries and chasing after them. They are going after these affairs, so it is as if they have become slaves to them. They are slaves of gold and silver and these affairs. Because that is all they can see and that is all that they are searching for and going after. ثُمَّ ذَكَرَ عَلَامَتَهُمْ And then their description or characteristic is mentioned. إِنْ أُعْطِيَ رَضِيَّ وَإِنْ لَمْ يُعْطَ سَخِيطًا If they are given, then they are pleased and happy. But if they are not given, then they are upset and in sorrow and grief. هَذِيَ عَلَامَةُ الَّذِي يَعْمَلْ مِنْ أَجْلِ الدُّنْيَا this is the sign of a person who's only doing his worship for the sake of this world. That in the end, if he gets what he wants, he's happy. But if he doesn't get it, then he's upset and sad and sorrow, sorrowful and grieving and angered. Whereas a person who's doing his worship for the sake of Allah sincerely, whether he gains a particular thing or not, it's irrelevant to him. 
His worship is being done for the sake of Allah, for the reward of the hereafter. But as for the person who's doing it to get the reward of this world, to get the worldly gains, if he doesn't get them, then the characteristic of those people is that you'll see them angered and upset and grieving and sorrowful because they haven't got what they were aiming for in this world. Ammal mu'min فَإِنَّهُ إِنْ أُعْطِيَ شَكَرًا So the believer, when he is given something, he's grateful. He thanks Allah. وَإِنْ لَمْ يُعْطَى فَإِنَّهُ يَصْبِرْ وَلَا يَصْطُطْ But if he's not given something, then he's patient. The believer remains patient, and he doesn't become upset, and he doesn't become angered. لِأَنَّهُ يَعْمَلُ لِلَّهِ وَلَا يَعْمَلُ مِنَ أَجْلِ الدُّنْيَا Because he's doing his worship for the sake of Allah, and he's not doing it for the sake of this world. وَبَعَوَهُمْ يُحِبُّ أَنْ لَا يُعْطَى مِنَ الدُّنْيَا شَيْئًا فَقَدْ كَانَ بَعْضُ الصَّحَابَةِ لَا يَرْضَى أَنْ يُعْطَى مِنَ الدُّنْيَا شَيْئًا وَلَا يَطْلُبُ شَيْئًا لِأَنَّهُ يُرِيدُ الدَّارَ الْآخِرَةِ Some of the companions even used to dislike being given any worldly things because they wanted with their actions purely the hereafter. They didn't want any worldly gain. So it's mentioned about some of the companions, they wouldn't be happy to be given anything from the worldly things. They didn't want them. They never requested them. Because their actions were only purely for the hereafter. مِن بَابْ حِفْظِ أَعْمَالِهِمْ وَرَجَاءْ ثَوَابِهَا فِي الدَّارِ الْآخِرَةِ They wanted to make sure that their worship and their obedience was guarded and protected. And that these worldly things and money and station and position, none of these things would affect them. So they didn't want those things. And they never requested them. They wanted to guard their obedience and worship purely, sincerely for the hereafter. فَلَا يُحِبُّونَ إِنَ تَعَجَّلُوا مِنْ حَسَنَاتِهِمْ شَيْئًا So they would not be happy and they didn't want any goodness to come to them now in this world for their actions and their obedience. They wanted it all to be saved for the hereafter. To get all of that goodness and the reward in the hereafter rather than in this world. In this world it counts for nothing. وَلَكِنْ مَنْ أُعْطِيَ مِنْ غَيْرِ تَشَوُّفٍ وَمِنْ غَيْرِ طَمْعَةٍ وَمِنْ غَيْرِ طَلَبٍ فَإِنَّهُ يَأْخُذ Of course, that doesn't mean that it's haram for you to take some goodness which comes to you in the world. If some goodness comes to you and you've not been seeking for that, you've not been running after that, your obedience, your worship, your life upon sincerity to Allah, you've not been striving to get this money or wealth or any other items. But if something comes to you, Allah blesses you with something, it comes to you anyway, then it's permissible and uh, correct for you to take that. مَنْ جَاءَكَ مِنْ هَذَا الْمَالِ وَأَنْتَ غَيْرُ مُسْتَشْرِفٍ لَهُ فَخُذُهُ وَمَا لَا فَلَا تُتْبِعُهُ نَفْسَكَ Whatever comes to you from wealth, and you are not searching after it, running after it, but it comes to you, Allah blesses you anyway, some wealth comes to you, then take it. And otherwise, do not try and run after it with yourself. Do not use your life, your worship, your obedience, everything, running after money and running after the worldly benefits. You do your worship sincerely for the sake of Allah, and if it is decreed as such that something comes to you, then alhamdulillah, take that, that is no problem. But not to use your life running after that wealth and the worldly adornments. So the believer, it's the same for him. Either way, it's the same, makes no difference. Whether he gets something in this world, or he doesn't get it, it's no difference to him. Because he is doing all of his worship for the sake of Allah and for the hereafter. فَالْمُؤْمِنُ سِيَّانَ عِنْدَهُ يُعْطَى مِنَ الدُّنْيَا أَوْ لَا يُعْطَى Whether he's given something from this world, from the adornments and from the goodness of it or not. 
And even if he's not given anything in this world, he's in poverty, has nothing, it doesn't decrease his worship to Allah. Because he loves Allah and his messenger. وَلِهَذَا كَانَ النَّبِي صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يُعْطِي بَعْضَ النَّاسِ وَهُوَ يُبْغِضُهُمْ مِنْ أَجْلِ تَأْلِيفِهِمْ وَالْخَوْفُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنْ النِّفَاقِ وَالرِّدَّةِ وَيَمْنَعُ نَاسًا هُمْ أَحَبُّ النَّاسِ إِلَيْهِ وَيَكِلُهُمْ إِلَى إِيمَانِهِمْ لِأَنَّهُ وَاثِقٌ مِنْ إِيمَانِهِمْ وَعَقِيدَتِهِمْ وَأَنَّهُمْ لَا يَتَأَثَّرُونَ إِذَا لَمْ يُعْطُوا The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he would give from the wealth and those types of affairs to some people that he did not particularly like, but he would give them the, the wealth and the, the affairs of the world in order to bring their hearts closer because he feared upon certain people that they may fall into nifaq, they may fall into apostasy, hypocrisy. So he would give them even though they were not the, the people close to him or his beloved ones. He would give to those types of people because he feared they might fall into hypocrisy or uh, apostasy. So he wanted to keep them close and keep their hearts gentle. So he would give to them, even though they were not from his beloved. As for his beloved ones, the ones who were the beloved to him, he wouldn't give them. Because these ones who were beloved to him, they were from amongst those, or from amongst the ones that were beloved to him were those who were firm in their iman. Firm and strong in their iman. So the Prophet ﷺ didn't fear upon them that they would fall into hypocrisy or apostasy. And he knew it's the same for them. Whether they get anything in this world or not, it doesn't make a difference to them. They will continue to worship Allah. So he wouldn't give them knowing that it doesn't impact upon them. They will continue upon their worship, whatever. But others who there was a fear that they are shaky, even if they were not the beloved and close ones to him, he would go and give to them to keep their hearts strong and to keep their hearts close. So this is an example to show that the believer who is firm doesn't impact him whether he gets the worldly benefits and wealth and adornments or not. That is not something which impacts upon him and his iman and his worship. He knows the real reward is in the hereafter. Uh, so this is the point of this particular narration. That this type of person who's after the world, every time he gets close to maybe getting out of that, then he falls right back into that again. He can't get himself out. Money and wealth and the adornments of the world are too much of a temptation for him. So he falls back into that again and again. وَإِذَا شِيكَ فَلَنْ تَقَشَ أَيْ أَنَّهُ يُصَابُ بِالْعَجْزِ حَتَّى إِذَا ضَرَبَتْهُ الشَّوْكَ فِي رِجْلِهِ أَوْ فِي يَدِهِ لَا يَصْطَدِي أَخْطَهَا مِنَ الْعَجْزِ الَّذِي أَصَابَهُ To the extent that this type of person who's running after the world his mind is fixed on the world. How much money can I make? How much can I get of the houses, of the cars, of this, of that? He's so involved in those things that he becomes a completely weakened person in of himself. To such an extent that even if he was walking somewhere and he's poked, prickled with a thorn from a rose bush or something, he's prickled, 
his mind has become so weakened because it is so attached to the world and these affairs, he can't even remove the thorn or the prick from himself. Such becomes his degraded state in being a slave to the wealth and to these uh, to the world. And this is a punishment upon him that he was only doing his actions for the sake of the world. But he becomes in this state of absolute uh, weakness. Then the hadith it goes on. Tuba li'abdin akhidin bi'inani farasihi fi sabilillah. Ash'atha ra'suh. Mughabbaratun qadamah. إن كان في الحراسة كان في الحراسة وإن كان في الساقة كان في الساقة إن استأذن لم يؤذن له وإن شفع لم يشفع Then the hadith it continues to mention or it gives the difference it gives the difference between the person who does his actions for the sake of the world and the one who does his actions for the sake of the hereafter Tuba is for the servant. Tuba, the scholars have given different explanations what this Tuba is. Some of them say it is a tree in paradise. Qil innaha shajara fil jannah. Dhilluha masirata mi'ati aam. A tree in paradise which has a shadow so big it takes a hundred years to cross that shadow. The size of that tree and the shadow. Minha thayabu ahlil jannah. And it is mentioned that the clothing of the people of paradise is from this tree. From that tree. Other scholars have said that Tuba is a name for paradise itself as a whole. That Tuba is another name for paradise. Faljanna yuqalu laha Tuba. فَطُوبَى مِنْ أَسْمَاءِ الْجَنَّةِ أَوْ شَجَرَةٍ فِيهَا So it is either from the names of paradise itself, or it is a tree within paradise. So that's what's mentioned here. This Tuba لِعَبْدٍ آخِذٍ بِعِنَانِ فَرَسِهِ For a servant who is clinging on to the reins of his horse, clinging on to the, the ropes, the reins of his horse, in the path of Allah in jihad, دائماً معد نفسه ومعد فرسه للجهاد في سبيل الله تقرب الغزوات والصرايا ويحب الجهاد في سبيل الله ولا يحب الراحة والرفاهية. So this type of person loves to strive in the path of Allah, and he doesn't love, he doesn't like to be in relaxation and ease in uh, uh, in, in facilitation, but instead he wants to be in the path of Allah, striving. And it's mentioned about him, Ash'atha ra'su. His hair, his head is disheveled, all mixed up. His hair is all mixed up everywhere, all disarranged, disorganized everywhere. As you see the people these days, for them, it is actually a style and something they consider fashionable to have your hair in this state of being ash'ath, disheveled. Hair that is ruined. Like when you wake up in the morning out of bed and you haven't combed your hair, that is a style. Walk out in the streets and they say, how did you get that style? That is what has become of the people. But here in the hadith it mentions 
This servant, he comes ash'ath. His hair is disheveled. Mughabbara. His feet are dusty. Hair disheveled and his feet are dusty. And this is because of his striving in the path of Allah and not relaxing and in ease. In kana fil harasa, kana fil harasa. In kana fil saqa, kana fil saqa. These are the various uh, sides of the army. Whichever section he's in, he's in that section. He doesn't care. As long as he's striving in the path of Allah, performing that great act of worship, whichever side he's in, he's in that side and he'll do what he needs to do in that side. Whether it's on the front line, whether it's on the guard at the back, the saqa. So he'll perform his worship and his obedience to Allah. In istaadhana lam yu'dhan la wa in shafa'a lam yushfa'a. Meaning when this person in that state of disheveled hair and dusty feet and this is how he is because of his striving in obedience to Allah. When he comes and he seeks permission from the people to come in or to enter or to sit down, they don't give him permission. And if he intercedes, they don't accept his intercession. Because he is not known to the people. He doesn't want to be apparent and known to the people. He doesn't want their praise. He would rather be quiet and hidden and not known and open to the people. Because he's doing his worship for the sake of Allah. So because he's unknown to the people, when he seeks permission to enter upon the rulers, etc., people of authority, people of position, they won't give him any permission to enter upon them. Because people will only give permission to those who have respect and dignity and are known. Similarly, if he tries to intercede on behalf of anyone, no one will accept his intercession. Because again, he is unknown. He is not known to the people and nobody will accept his intercession or intermediary. What is the purpose of mentioning these characteristics of this type of person? Because all of these characteristics, this person does not regard them as an issue. He is doing his worship sincerely for the sake of Allah in this world, striving in the path of Allah upon his horse, wherever he ends up in that battle, whatever it may be. Striving in the path of Allah, doing everything in secrecy, doesn't want to be known, doesn't want to be open, doesn't care about that position, doesn't care about worldly gain. So for this type of person, Tuba, paradise, or that tree in paradise, either way a great reward. For the one who is doing his worship sincerely for the sake of Allah, compared to the beginning of the hadith that mentioned the one who is a servant and a slave to the worldly uh, wealth and the gold and the silver. A great difference between the two types of people. A great difference between a person who is enslaved he is a prisoner to this world, a prisoner to wealth, a prisoner to money. That's all he thinks about. That's his main concern every day when he wakes up. Compared to a person who when he wakes up every day and he goes to sleep every night, his main concern is worship and obedience. What worship and obedience will he do for the day? And what, will he, uh, what has he done during the day? That compared to the one whose focus is purely on wealth and gathering the wealth and what he can put together. So there's a great difference between the two types of people.
Then, the Shaykh concludes the chapter by mentioning some of the benefits. Summarizing some of the benefits. In this final hadith, the Shaykh mentions one of the benefits you see is that a person who does his actions sincerely for the sake of Allah, doesn't care about position, doesn't care about being known, doesn't care about being given status or money or wealth. It's mentioned this type of person would come in and seek permission to sit down with the people and they'd send them away, who are you? But that was okay, there's no issue for that person. His worship is for the sake of Allah. So regardless of whether he's given position or known to the people, it does not make a difference to him. Then the Shaykh goes on to mention, وَقَدْ ذَكَرَ الشَّيْخْ مُحَمَّدِ بْنِ عَبْدِ الْوَهَّابِ فِي بَعْضِ أَجْوِبَتِهِ لَمَّا سُئِلَ عَنْ هَذِهِ الْآيَةِ مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا وَزِينَتَهَا نُوَفِّ إِلَيْهِمْ أَعْمَالَهُمْ أَنَّا تَشْمَلْ أَنْوَعْ This ayah that whomsoever wants the worldly gains and the adornments of it, then we will give them uh, their actions and recompense therein. This includes various types of people. It includes the mushrikeen and the kuffar, who do righteous actions in this world. There are kuffar who do righteous and good actions in this world. But those kuffar who do righteous and good actions in this world, like you see many of them out there, humanitarian aid and charity work, or you see some of them good in their mannerisms, they respect their parents and honor their parents, they do all of what Islam mentions regarding your parents. They do all these types of goodness and charity and humanitarian work and these types of affairs. They do all of these good things, these kuffar. However, because they are kuffar, all of their good work and their righteousness is built upon a lack of tawheed. It is not upon tawheed that they are doing all of this goodness and worship or goodness and righteousness. As a consequence, they are given their recompense and their goodness for the goodness they are doing in this world. The scholars mentioned they will be given their goodness for the righteousness and the goodness that they have performed in this world, in this world. They won't be given any reward for the humanitarian work or the righteousness or the goodness to the parents or the charity in the hereafter. Because if they die upon kufr, hellfire. But if they do all of that righteousness now, a non-believer is given the reward now in this world, given some recompense in this world. So he may be given some recompense in this world, not guarantee. But if he does all of this good work and this charitable work and goodness to parents and the humanitarian work, etc., he may be given some goodness in this world. Allah may decree goodness for him in this world as a recompense upon that. But he'll have nothing in the hereafter. Secondly, a believer. A believer who does his actions for the sake of the world. Then that, the ruling upon him is shirk asghar. It's a minor type of shirk, the one who does obedience and worship, but he has some desire for worldly gains and benefits out of it. Minor shirk. Third category of people are believers who do their actions sincerely and purely for the sake of Allah. And that is as the hadith I just mentioned, Tuba, for the one who does that. And fourthly, 
The fourth category the Shaykh mentions, a believer who does righteous actions and obedience for the sake of Allah, but then ends up falling into some shirk which nullifies those actions. Falls into some shirk which nullifies his actions and his obedience. Hence the Prophet said, وَإِنَ الْعَبْدَ لَيَعْمَلُ بِعَمَلِ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ حَتَّى مَا يَكُونُ بَيْنَهَا وَبَيْنَهُ إِلَّا ذِرَاعَ فَيَسْبِطُ عَلَيْهِ الْكِتَابِ فَيَعْمَلُ بِعَمَلِ أَهْلِ النَّارِ فَيَدْخُلَهَا But maybe a person does the actions and the obedience, everything, which will enter him into paradise. Until he's practically in paradise. Nothing between him and paradise except an arm span. But then the decree overcomes him and he does some action of shirk or some evil. And he ends up in hellfire. Hence the person always asks Allah to keep him grounded upon the religion. Allahumma ya muqallib al-qulubi thabbit qalbi ala deenik. Oh Allah, the one who changes and alters the hearts of the people, keep my heart firm upon your religion. So that is the end of that chapter. Those are the narrations in it. From next week, inshallah, we'll carry on with the next chapter uh, at the same time, 8 p.m. inshallah ta'ala. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.